ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, our Savior who came, and our King who is coming. brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the, go ahead and leave that as it is, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family evangelistic service. We cover all of that and more in this service. Family members. my beloved. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 598 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique standpoint, this unique uh, arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. <coughs> Pardon me. In the present and in the future. For the Bible is being fulfilled every day. And today we are reading Proverbs. Chapter 13 verses 11 through 20. Shall we pray together? And if you're praying with me, you need to pray. Don't listen to me pray. Don't play and don't stray. You need to pray. I want to encourage you again to take every opportunity to pray. <coughs> pray at home, pray in church, pray in the car. One of the best places to pray is in the car. Every time you enter, every time you get in a car, you ought to start praying. If for no other reason that you make it back home. And you need to be thankful to God. You need to pray to God once you cut that car off and thank God you made it back home. Let's pray. 
Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for a magnificent time uh, in your word and in prayer and in service to you on yesterday. Thank you for teaching me a long time ago that you're the one who produces great services, not us. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Help all of us who are praying, Lord, to uh, pray what we mean and mean what we pray. And not just say words. And so, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings you have bestowed upon us. I praise you down through the years and I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years for our lives are built on levels of your blessings for those of us who are truly saved and born again. And Holy Father God, I do pray for those of us who are, by your grace, truly saved and born again. Lord, help us to truly confess our sins, our failures, our faults, our disobedience. For as we learned from your holy word last night, that if we are true believing disciples in Christ and of Christ, uh, that our faith is really not real unless it uh, is born out in obedience to your holy word. Now, Lord, I do know lost people do not understand this. People who are not saved, even people who are religious, but not saved. They just do not understand that. There's no way they can get their head around that. Many young Christians don't even understand it. But, Lord, uh, I thank you for making it clear that if you love me, keep my commandments. That's what it boils down to. And thank you for reminding us about that last night from your holy word. And by your Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Father God, crush and crucify our flesh afresh and anew. For those of us who are saved this morning, Help us to die to self. Fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. To love right, live right, think right, and do right, and act right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight, and be obedient to you. 
and uh, to walk with you and in the power of your Holy Spirit throughout this day. Also, Lord, today, please deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, help us all who are saved by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit and washed in the precious blood of Christ. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe, and in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. Holy Father God, help people to realize more and more that we can't do anything, we can't even protect little children in an elementary school without your power and your might. Lord, help pastors and preachers to rise up and uh, do what you told them to do, to give themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ that Lord you would save pardon me Lord and that you would save the religious and lost <coughs> Lord save my own wife Marika White who is religious but lost and she's here with me uh, as she has been for 34 over 34 years and I pray that you will help her to I believe that you, you have already opened her eyes but Lord I pray that you'll help her to humble herself and pray <coughs> to humble herself and to truly believe in you as Savior Lord Jesus Christ and not keep holding on to a religious activity that she did when she was a teenager, as I had to do. Uh, I had to lay aside <coughs> my religious pride and accept the fact, and for some reason you made it pretty easy for me to do that because you evidently had a calling on my life before and you had me to pray. Uh, show me the light because I somehow you helped me to understand that what we were doing was not the real deal. I don't know how you did that, but uh, I had to lay aside my baptism. I had to get baptized again. I had to relinquish church memberships that didn't mean anything and join a Bible-believing church. 
I had to lay aside uh, the speaking in tongues experience uh, while I was on the mourner's bench. I had to lay aside the mourner's bench experience. I had to lay aside the shouting experience. All of it was fake. All of it was phony. You knew it and I knew it for some reason. I don't know how I knew it. Uh, but I pray that Marika White and other people in my family, including my mother and my two sisters uh, who call themselves pastors over men, and uh, my, I pray for my mother-in-law and for my two aunts who are religious, one of them, uh, not my aunts, but my mother's. My, my wife's aunts, one very dutiful, very <coughs> faithful to the church, and one is no doubt demon possessed. And uh, but the one faithful to the church was called Lady Macbeth by my assistant, uh, Dr. Samuel Madison, for years, and. Uh, um, so there's something wrong somewhere. And Lord, I pray that you would open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears, and help these people, especially my Jamaican side of the family, to lay aside their famous pride and stubbornness and rebelliousness. And uh, my wife, Marika White, has some firsts in her family. She's the first one to make it to 34 years of marriage. And uh, uh, I believe she's the first to have seven children. And, uh, and so I pray that she'll be the first to truly become born again and to lay aside that devilish Jamaican pharaohistic pride. And Lord, uh, and give her the sweet spirit of the Holy Spirit where she can wake up saved, walk throughout the day in the power of your Holy Spirit saved, <clears throat> go to bed saved, and have a sweet, sweet spirit which she has never had uh, at all for over 34 years. And uh, I pray that she will let her children see that and how that how that you can transform a person even though they failed as a, a woman as a wife and as a mother to them uh, and i pray that they would examine themselves even though i had the privilege of leading all seven of our children to you uh, in prayer when they were all seven years old and some took and I'm concerned about a few and Lord you know who they are help them to examine themselves and see whether or not they be saved and born again we pray Lord for thousands and millions of other families and individuals who are facing the same situation where they have family members who are religious but lost and some of the hardest people to reach if not the hardest people to reach are religious people for religious people were your greatest enemies 
religious people, church folks, are the ones who crucified you. And so, Holy Father God, uh, open blinded eyes and stop deaf ears and have the hammer of your Holy Ghost to work mightily on wicked hearts and pride and stubbornness and witchcraft and rebelliousness against you. And thank you, Lord, for reminding me that you've done all that you could do and you're doing all you can to get people to believe in Christ. For you're the greatest soul winner of all time and uh, you're waiting for people to get saved. That's, one, that's the biggest thing because you can shut everything down right now. You could have shut everything down before December the 19th, 1979, the day I got saved, but you didn't. You waited on me 2,000 plus years. And Holy Father God, I thank you for doing so. <coughs> because I would have gone straight to hell and I would be in hell right now. Having never been told about hell from any preacher, from any church. I never even heard the word hell mentioned in church. I heard it outside of church when people told others to go to hell. Or when people said hell no and all of that. But I never heard it from a preacher's mouth all of those years that I was going to hell and I needed to be saved from hell. I never heard that, never put that together at all. And I fear many people are in the same situation. So Holy Father God, I do pray, uh, Lord, uh, this morning that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirits of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife, Marika White, uh, who had a serious about with the demons of hell on yesterday and on Saturday, as usual, as it has been for over 34 years, uh, where she acts like she is demon-possessed and tries to intentionally hinder the services. I know that sounds unbelievable to the sweet evangelicals and the sweet Baptists and to the sweet charismatics, because they don't want to hear that even though if they're truly saved they experience the same thing. They have Judases in their family. My wife, Marika White, has had a Judas spirit for over 34 years, ever since I've known her. And uh, it crops up especially Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as we approach services. And now that I preach every day, uh, it is a constant problem, an issue. And the devil thinks I'm going to stop preaching because of it. He doesn't understand that it, it propels me to go forward even more. And so I do uh, pray normally on a normal week when normal church services we've had in the past, Wednesday and Sundays only, uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, it would pass on Monday. Amazingly, we would have a halfway decent day. Um, 
But now that I preach every day, it continues in some way or another. So, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you for the thorns in the flesh. For they have propelled me and moved me and provided grist for me to pray more than I've ever prayed before and to do more than I would have uh, I would have done. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. But I do pray for her good, that you would drive the demons of hell out of her life and out of her family's life, because she's not the only one. This comes from her mother, from her father, and comes all the way down the line. These are generational demons and curses that nobody wants to talk about, everybody wants to hide. Uh, my children need to know about it because uh, it can and will possess them or control them and make them ugly like their mother has been ugly down through the years in her spirit and attitude and her mother and aunts have, have been very ugly down through the years and uh, even her father was ugly before he died and so Lord I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would destroy these demons in the entire family and destroy the demons of religiosity uh, and pride in my family, in my mother's life, religiosity and being lost and, and proud and arrogant to the point of disobeying your holy word and, uh, and then still being mean as the devil to each other and uh, to their own family members uh, and conniving and lying and all of that. Lord, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of their lives. Open their blinded eyes. Help them not to drop off into hell from the church pew or from the <coughs> minister's bench. And uh, Lord, do it on both sides of the family. And then Lord, do it in the lives of thousands and millions of families who are uh, wrapped up with devils and demons and husbands and fathers and wives and mothers and children who are demon-possessed, demon-controlled, and they act like the Adams family at home in the Brady Bunch uh, in the church when they can go to church. And now, but you have them all wrapped up in most cases, uh, smart people, they stay home and they got to deal with the reality. And so many people are having a hard time with that. And so, Lord, I do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'll have all of these things to come to pass. Thank you for giving me the faith and the courage to pray about these things so that they will not only help my family, but help other families to face up to the truth, to the evil that is in our lives, to face up to the truth, to our hypocrisy, our religiosity, but being lost and mean and hateful and ungodly and wicked with secret sins behind the scenes. And so, Holy Father God, thank you for shutting down things so that we can see ourselves. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, today 
in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do pray for those of us who are truly saved by your grace and depending totally upon you. Lord, uh, lift all of our burdens and cares and worries and anxieties and troubles and problems and fears from our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits and fill us with your peace, the pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable. Lord, but help us to make sure we do right by you. Help us to confess our sins for real, repent of our sins for real, turn away from our sins for real, so that we can have our prayers heard on high. And Lord God in heaven, for those of us who are truly saved and born again, help us, Lord, to... uh, we pray that you deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our enemies and persecutors and Judases uh, in the family and outside of the family. Continue to protect and provide. Uh, there are some people who don't know how you have worked mightily based upon prayers that have gone up for years anticipating attacks by the devil even against Judah even uh, regarding Judas's in the family and so Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would continue to give us sweet victory over the world the flesh and the devil rebuke and bind the devil his demons and his hosts Lord from our family, our individual lives, and all other Christian families. Lord, uh, in this country and around the globe. And Lord, I do pray that you deliver us also from all of our tribulations. If we, as your people, truly confess our sins and repent of our sins, and do right by you and obey you, and not walk in the flesh and follow what we want. Let your will be done and not ours. And so, Lord, uh, with that said, I do pray that you deliver your people who are willing to do that by your grace and for your glory. Deliver us from tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And Holy Father God, you know what I have to do after this service and I do pray that you will pave the way for that and all other things that need to be done and Lord I pray that you will uh, help my paid staff now to do the great things they've always done without being paid and they didn't want the money but I am so glad that they finally received it and again I praise you and I thank you for Dr. Tony Evans and Dr. Lois Evans for touching their hearts to do something Lord that only you could have done and then Dr. David Mann as well and I'm not going to mention the more famous name But Lord, you know what they did, 
and you know what my children have done, my oldest children have done. Somebody did something special this is over this weekend. I don't know who it was, but uh, uh, somebody uh, gave over two thousand dollars, and I believe it's I believe it's my oldest daughter, Danny, and uh, and possibly my oldest son Daniel with her and so forth so I, I don't know all that's going on but thank you so much because we have people who don't want us to know don't want me to know who's doing it for some reason <laughs> but thank you for that but uh and thank you so much lord for daniqua and daniel ezekiel and danielle uh who are doing the bulk of the work now and doing a fantastic job and i give you the glory praise and honor for that and thank you for Miss Linda, because she knows all about these things. And I pray that, uh, that, that Zeke and Linda would get together today and do what they know should be done. For your glory, your praise and honor, and uh, uh, for Lord, it is a blessing when people know they don't need you, but they still want to be a blessing and help to you because of the work of the ministry that you're doing. And so we give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor for that. And Holy Father God, we also pray that you would uh, deliver us all who are saved from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, uh, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems, and Lord, we got a hint at some good news today regarding that, and I pray that it'll be totally wiped out for if they can give us all checks for 2000 3000 and 4000 dollars and give everybody in America a check, uh, surely they can write this off to help people who are under the fear of that debt of student loan which which is a blessing to be in a country that would do that but Lord help President Biden and others to not make it a curse considering what we're dealing with the plagues that have been placed upon us because of our sins and our evil and our foolishness uh, young people can't even get a job and uh, many people don't have the skills to get a job at home and so it's a bad situation uh, nobody no most people are quitting jobs and they don't want to go out to a job somewhere because uh, they can get sick they will get sick from the coronavirus plague and I marvel Lord how many people are sick right now can't can't do anything right at this moment some people are sick and too proud to admit it. Some people have been forced to admit that they are sick with the coronavirus. One father who was upset that his son had the his young son had the coronavirus, but he, he said this morning that he was happy that he has the coronavirus now because he was not in the mall where he works at, where the per people were there shooting in Indiana. Three people dead other people injured and so 
Lord, we pray that you'll comfort those families as we continue to pray for the families in Uvalde. And Holy Father God, we pray that you will bless and protect all people as you have done so far in the midst of chastisement and rebuke. You have uh, remembered mercy. And so, Lord, I pray that you continue to protect millions from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, and a utilities crisis. And I pray that people would confess their sins in the church and repent and otherwise, uh, because that may not hold much longer because of what you're trying to do and what you're doing, rather, uh, in the midst and in churches, and in families, and in the nations of the world. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would bless and protect, Lord, my family, and all other families that name the name of Christ, and even others who don't even know you, Lord. I don't know how exactly to pray along those lines, but I know you're concerned about others who are not saved just as much as you're concerned about us. So protect us, Holy Father God, today from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. Help people to think twice about going to public places today, grocery stores and malls and Target and Walmart in this demon-filled nation. And, uh, Lord, uh, if they don't have to go, Lord, help them to stay home. If they can order it, help them to do that and to pray about that, too. And, Lord, I pray that you'll protect us all from ourselves, our flesh and, our, and the devil and the demons of hell. For really our greatest enemy is ourselves. Protect us, Lord, from the demons of hell. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us today the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God and cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. And at the same time, Lord, prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Lord, receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name from what we do. For we don't even deserve to be called by your name. And lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that others may see him, hear the gospel, and be saved even today. By the power of your grace, by the power of your unction, by the power of your Holy Spirit, give us spiritual, mental, and physical strength to do your work and your will today, this morning, and then later on this evening. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. I have the high, cut that back up and leave it.
All the way. All the way. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Proverbs chapter 13, verses 11 through 20. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. But he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. A wicked messenger falleth into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you so much for your eternal and powerful holy word. And Lord, I pray that you will have it to find a lodging place in our hearts and have it to stick to our ribs and help us to meditate on it throughout this day and to apply it to our lives and to obey it. For as your servant Bonhoeffer said, faith without obedience is really nothing. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, in and even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead because that's what we're doing we got the living over here 
and we have the dying over here and the dead and we're smack dab in the middle for those of us who are saved and trying to serve the Lord in our present generation one day we're going to be in the dead column as well so you need to give it all you got for the Lord while you're living and so uh, and that is uh, to the standing between the living and the dead service family members uh, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 161. We're at Psalm 1711. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. They have now compassed us in our steps. Dr. Spurgeon repeats the Holy Scriptures. And then he says, the fury, or rather the fury, the fury of the ungodly is aimed not at one believer alone, but at all the band they have compassed us. All the race of the Jews were but a morsel for Haman's hungry revenge. <coughs> Pardon me. And all because of one Mordecai, the prince of darkness, grim, hates all of the saints for their master's sake. They hate the saints because of the master, the Lord Jesus Christ, God. The Lord Jesus Christ is one of the us, and herein is our hope. He is the breaker and will clear a way for us through the hosts which environ us or compass us about. And he will do it. And I have news for you. He will do it if you prayed up. He will do it without any help from you. And you'll be at complete peace and joy while he's doing it when the enemies attack you. The hatred of the powers of evil is continuous and energetic, for they watch every step, they watch every move, hoping that the time may come when they shall catch us by surprise. If our spiritual adversaries thus compass every step, how anxiously should we guard all our movements? In other words, we ought to be circumspect, we ought to be wise sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful as to what we do and say, lest by any means we should be betrayed into evil. 
they have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Uh, Dr. Trapp wittily explains this metaphor by an allusion to a bull when about to run at his victim. He lowers his head, looks downward, and then concentrates all his force in the dash which he makes. That's kind of like how the devil is. It most probably denotes the malicious jealousy with which the enemy watches the steps of the righteous, as if they studied the ground on which they trod and searched after some wrong footmark to accuse them for the past or some stumbling that they have done one to cast in their future path to trip them in days to come. How apropos is that today? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word and for your servant, he being dead, yet speaketh. We thank you for the anointing and the unction on your holy word. And we thank you, Lord, for blessing uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon with the mother load of anointing. Uh, to be such a blessing to us even today he being dead yet speaketh we give you all of the glory the praise and the honor for all of it is due your name in Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake amen ladies and gentlemen today as we go to the family segment to what I call the family verses You say, Preacher, why is it that you read from this passage every day? First of all, I read from this passage every day since my wife and I have been married. When I found out that after we got married, uh, she has never failed me in the sex department, and I, and that's the main reason why I got married. So, uh, and by the way, for some of you couples out here uh, who are, you're struggling in your marriage, if the sex is there and available, uh, yes, it is worth keeping her or him for that. I know that grosses some of you people out, you, but you watch all kinds of ungodliness on your computers and on your phones, but I can't say anything to you in the church, and that's where it ought to be talked about. That's why you're horny, and that's why you're walking around trying to get somebody to pay you some attention, and uh, because you don't have sex at home, that is very important in your marriage okay and in life 
if you have that desire and that need, which crops up for men if they're young every day. And as a man gets older, uh, it's going to crop up two or three times a week. And that has to be dealt with. That has to, that has to be taken care of. And there's great, huge uh, advantage when you're married and you can have sex at any time. at any time without feeling guilty and that includes feeling guilty over masturbation oh preacher why is it? how how dare you say things like that in the church well how dare you look at it on your computer you lying devil you're a hypocrite you're lying, your feet ain't made, and your heart pumps between them. But there are people who are married masturbating, looking at pornography. That's not how God made it. That's, and that does nobody any good, does not do you any good, does not do the, your mate any good. So, so, a big thing, an important thing in marriage is sex. You say, well... I don't love her anymore. She's not as attractive as she used to be. Uh, uh, he doesn't make me feel the way I, uh, I, uh, I used to feel. So what are you going to do? Get a divorce? That's what most of you do. And then you get with the worst devil. And by the way, I love J-Lo very much. I like her a lot. I do. Yeah. But she's wrong in what she's done with her, her, her relationship life. And I do not believe, and Ben is wrong for leaving his Christian wife for J-Lo. And I do not believe it's going to work. I hope, uh, whatever, that's this, this, this what they want. I, I don't think God is in it at all. I said, I don't think God is in it at all. And it's not, and, and and if it doesn't work, it's not be, it's not going to be because of J Lo, who calls herself now J Affleck, Affleck or whatever, <laughs> not Affleck, <laughs> Affleck or whatever his name is, and uh, Ben Affleck, she's Mrs. Uh, J Lo Affleck now, whatever. You say, why do you like J-Lo so much? I like J-Lo because J-Lo has pretty much kept it real down through the years in multiple ways. I don't believe that boy is stable. He, he, I believe that, you know, uh, Ben, I don't believe Ben is, sta is stable at all. Leaving his fine Christian wife with children and out there messing around. And he... I told my uh, a couple of family members that he never looked like he was really into it. Some of those kisses, she was into it, but he was not that much. So anyway, however, don't because see, when you're not having sex, that's a problem. That's going to be a problem, 
and you're going to end up doing stuff you have no business doing. And let me just be frank with you. One of the reasons why my wife and I, after 34 years of marriage, facing the emptiness, we're choosing to stay together. Uh, is not because of any great romantic love, but because of the benefit of sex without guilt. That makes you feel very uncomfortable, doesn't doesn't it? Well, you know, uh, you need to learn how to deal with the truth. Well, I I don't want to have sex if 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 he doesn't make me feel the way I want to feel, and if she doesn't do what I want her to do, and this that and the other. Tell uh, me that does not mean anything. Um, I'm with Tina Turner. What, what's love got to do with that? Uh, it didn't have anything to do with it before you got married. Obviously. So that's a great benefit. Okay? And that's the main reason why I married my wife. However, uh, I found out my wife was proud, stubborn, rebellious, with a demonic stubbornness and rebelliousness. And I <clears throat> and I had rem I remember dealing with other Jamaican people, men and women, who have that same spirit, very arrogant and very proud. And it intimidates most black Americans so they don't say anything. And black Americans have done Jamaicans wrong by not confronting them about that. This arrogancy, this pride that they have. And they don't want to talk about it. But it ruins their marriages. There was a song that came out in Jamaica about the bigger boss. And, and, and see, Jamaican women have some great qualities. Sex is one of them. They're not refrigerator women. You got to, you know, they're not that, that way. I guess it's because of the tropical islands and all that. And they're more, and to me, they're more loyal than most American women. I don't care if you like it or not. I'm just telling you what I think. That's why I married a Jamaican woman. So there are some good qualities. Okay, but that pride thing is a is a killer. Their style of pride is a killer. It's deep. It is deep and it's demonic and they know. So aren't you worried about offending Jamaican people? No, I'm not. Because they know it. All the husbands know it. Many husbands have left Jamaican wives and, and married somebody else. Because it's, 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 a, it's a devilish killer. And it can kill your marriage. If you're not a strong person, you, can't, you, you won't be able to handle that. See, So, I said all that to say this. I started reading Ephesians chapter 5 and 6. God told me to read Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 every day to remind us and to remind her what our role is, what, what her role is, and what uh, uh, the children's role and my role. I read it all. So I did that for over 34 years. It's one of the main reasons why our, our marriage stayed together, whereas most American Jamaican marriages don't stay together. Many Jamaican marriages don't stay together. Her whole family is divorced and remarried and all of that and single and out there messing around and all this kind of stuff like that. Yeah, no, no. Because of their pride, hard-headed, stiff-necked, 
They don't, some of them don't like to hear it, but they know they need to hear it. And black Americans who have known this for years, from New York to Florida, have not told them because they are intimidated by them. And they're afraid of them. And they don't love them. They just talk about them behind their back. I'm talking about you in front of your faces. Because I love you. And I love Jamaica. And I've had some wonderful times in Jamaica a lot. Wonderful times. And I love Jamaica. I love Montego Bay. Okay? And if my wife was a good wife, I, we, we would have bought a house down there years ago. And take a cruise down there every year and all that kind of thing. <clears throat> but I believe that you lose benefits and privileges when you don't do right. When you don't do what you're supposed to do. So today, my beloved, we're in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. Where God speaks and commands the children. Now, um, God has blessed me with some great children because God led me to raise them the right way. And yes, I did whip some butts. And I led them to the Lord myself. And uh, Danny, Daniel, Danita, and... Uh, uh, my oldest three, they did something this weekend. I don't know how they did it. They went through my son, Daniel Ezekiel, my baby son or something, and gave $2,000 to the ministry. So, <clears throat> and that's, and that has been happening for years. Okay. So, I thank the Lord for that. And, but, but, but more than that, when they were with me, they helped me in the ministry and built up the ministry to the point now where I can continue to do in my old age what I'm doing now. They're all behind that. And, and, and I told, I've said it to you, I've told them, if my children never did anything else for me, I've been one of the most blessed fathers in the history of the world. That's a fact. Oh yes, I do have, and, and, and let me just tell my mother, my mother, respectfully, and let me tell my wife's mother, my mother's name is Shirley Louise White. I do not uh, pay any attention to her second marriage after my dad. It means nothing to me because she didn't tell me about it. She didn't uh, give me a heads up about it. So quite frankly that does not mean anything to me at all. And let me say to my mother-in-law or my mother outlaw her moth addiction. Let me tell you something. Now without the help of your daughter and without the help of you and without the help of my mother, y'all didn't contact us. You did not uh, help us at all. And we could have used your help with seven children. Because you, you were caught up in doing what you want to do. And uh, 
and you could have helped. And I intentionally, on my side, kept them away from you because I didn't want you to mess them up. Okay? However, you don't have to see them or have them stay with you uh, to send some money to help uh, for their birthdays and all of that kind of thing. You never did any of that. Okay, so now that they're grown, I gave them permission to contact you. Uh, I, I let them know it was okay. Let me put it that way. I let them know if you want to contact them because you never had a mother, you're trying to find your mother and all of that kind of thing, you go ahead. But I told them, especially my daughter Danny, to be careful with you. And some of you, and, and their mentors as well, that they do not that you do not turn them into what you have been. Okay? And I'm telling you to your faces, because I know you're watching. Don't do that to my children. They don't deserve that. Don't turn them into mean and hateful people like you have been down through the years. And uh, do not turn them into conniving, uh, whorish women who lie to men and play games with men and all of that. Like some of you have carried yourselves. Adulterous, fornicating, and other things. Okay? That goes for my sisters. That goes for my cousins. Don't don't do that. And I don't, I've done my best to teach my children to lead the way and not to follow. But they have been so hurt that they have never had a mother. They have gone out looking for motherly love. And sometimes people can the people who are searching for that can get messed up. So, uh, in case you missed what I just said, I'm going to say that again. Not right now, but I do want you to understand that. And I'm saying this to you in front of everybody. Okay, so you, you do what you want, but do not take advantage of my children's lack of love from their mother and try to replace that after I raised them by myself. God's way according to the scriptures and mess up their lives. You'd be better off staying away. You'd be better off, they'll be better off you leaving them alone. If you got some money or some inheritance or something like that, I understand that they, you help them financially. That's fine. Okay, you keep on doing that. But you don't need to, you need to respect God and respect me enough not, because you see they're quite different than your other grandchildren. They're quite different, and they have done better, and they've done well because of how I raised them. And so if you want to uh, give them a car, pay off their college education, or, and you got some, some uh, you, you struck it rich, and you want to give them a million dollars so that they will not have to struggle, because I told them 
when they started leaving my house, I said, and she, my children were getting ready to do, to do the minimalist kind of living, you know, sleeping on the floor, sleeping on air beds and stuff like that. I said, wait a minute. I said, now you all are not prophets or prophetesses, are you? You don't have to live that kind of life anymore. I thank God for the life we lived. A minimalist lifestyle. And you didn't have that much. And I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad we did it that way, that God blessed us to do it that way. And, and, and so they will appreciate whatever they get. But I told them, I said, you're not a prophet, you're not a prophetess. You don't have to live the prophet's lifestyle as you have lived growing up. Go ahead and get yourself a nice bedroom set. Drive a nice car. Get some nice furniture. Okay? And, and you live your life as God leads you. But do not forsake the Lord. Do not let other people turn you around from the Lord. Do not uh, Commit sins against the Lord because I'm here to tell you, he knows you know better and he will whip you with many stripes. Whereas he may not whip some others. And he'll take everything you've got and bring you down to nothing if you turn against him. Or if you become a Judas against him. So, uh, to my family members you've been served you've been notified don't do that children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right see God is even protecting children that they helping them understand they don't have to obey God is God is very serious if they're not in the Lord they're not in me. You know, I mean, uh, if they're telling you to do wrong and do evil, like that little boy, the little boy, and we got to get make sure we get that up. Uh, Daniel, Ezekiel, Daniqua, Danielle. Little boy hitting at a police officer. I said to myself, somebody needs an ass whipping here. Little boy, little old boy. We're in a diaper. Been so badly raised by the parents, he's hitting at a police officer, slapping a police officer, and, and, and was very intent on and, and hitting at the man's uh, uh, midsection there. The police officer had to back up. Uh, somebody needs a whipping. That's what needs to happen. See that, and see, this is the reason why police officers are killing so many people because you people don't understand how to obey, and you raise them up, devils, disrespecting police officers. And the police officer, police officer is supposed to take him there. He's dead, and 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 I'm telling these police officers, and I'm praying and hoping these police officers understand that they need to do their job, but they can't do your job. And they can't do my job. I taught my children how to respect the police officer. You pull over and you stop and you shut your mouth and you give the man what he needs. 
you don't contend with him at the car door. Because you may be going to your grave. And all this, I, I, I train my children against that. All this Black Lives Matter foolishness. Fussing with the police officer, getting in the police officer's face. That's stupid. I said it's stupid. Verse 2, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. That's what children ought to do. My children have done that for me. Now they know their mother has not done their job, and she has not loved them, and she, they still by the grace of God, because most of them are Christians, try to respect her and honor her. And, that, and I, I would not allow anything less than that. However, just like she did not want to say I love you to them, she did not want to hug them. I know some of you don't like to hear this, but you know why you don't like to hear it? Because some of you devils did the same thing. You neglected your children. You're more about ripping and running and leaving your children behind. You didn't have time for your children. And uh, some of you are grandmothers out there. You were too hot to trot trying to uh, get some penis that you didn't have time for your children. Looking real good. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. See? And I knew, I knew that, and so I was not going to let you neglect my children and, 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 and leave them with other people and all that kind of mess so that they can be molested and all of that. You're more concerned about having your man, even though you're not married to the man, or wrongly married to the man, thinking you cute at 50-something. 60 something you didn't have time for your children and on my wife's side the grandmother and aunt had an opportunity to raise the children oh no no you know what they told my, my wife when we had a, a years ago when they were young and we separated for a little while they told you, you need to go back to your husband and take your six children with you and uh and 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 because this we, we basically we're not going to be doing that. We had six at the time. We're not going to take care of you and raise your children. You better go back to your husband because you know we're footloose and fancy free right now because we got our things going on and we and you're going to cramp our style. That's basically what she said. They said to her, "We're not uh, we're not taking that on." And they told her right. They did the right thing. Because they knew she was lying. I had not done I had not done anything to her. And then want to crop up and pop up later on after I've done all the work of raising the children and act, acting like they're so concerned. Uh uh. Don't do that. Under God, don't do that. Stay where you've been. 
Leave me and my children alone and let them go on for God in their lives. If you saved up some money for them or uh, you have an inheritance or somebody left millions of dollars to you and you want to give them a million or two or a million apiece, go ahead on and do that. And you can text them and email them if you want to, but don't be coming around now. It's too late. They needed your help back yonder. They can they can get it now themselves. And my daughter Danny uh, is probably a millionaire already or close to it without your help. So let's pray for other families. Those who are saved and those who are lost. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of those families that don't know you as Savior. I pray for the revival of those families that do. And I pray that both families would go to your Holy Word found in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 and other chapters to do marriage your way and not the American way and not the world's way. And Holy Father God, we do pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning around the globe. We also pray, Lord, for all people who name the name of Christ. Have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us and forgive us all of our sins of disobedience to the, your great commandment and to your great commission. Lord, the truth is our hearts in this modern day church is just not right with you. And that's why you are rebuking us and chastising us and I thank you for it. And Holy Father God, uh, I pray that it never goes back to the wicked way that it was. I pray that you help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Lord, I also pray for all government ministers, the ministers of government from the President of the United States on down to police officers around the globe, not only in America. We pray for all of these government officials and ministers. We pray for their salvation for those who are lost, to revive those who are saved, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of each and every one who has that problem. And Lord, protect us from those who are bad apples. For we have bad apples in the ministry of the church as well. So cast all of them out and protect the people from these frauds and um, false uh, preachers and false police officers. And Holy Father God, and help pastors to take the responsibility and the blame for what's happening in this country. And... Uh, uh, and around the world and not try to put it on politicians or police officers 
we're at fault. We're the ones that has caused this rebuke and chastisement and uh, chaos. And not until we admit it, and not until we humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways will there be any changes. And so, Lord, help us to follow you and obey you. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would bless and protect all Christians who are being persecuted around the globe. And Holy Father God, we pray uh, for, yes, the millions who are being impacted by the coronavirus plague and the monkeypox and all of the other plagues. But we pray for a few by name who have been impacted by the coronavirus. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of California resident Alice Hedberg. We pray for the family and friends of Albania resident Monsadia Pakarami. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Hamza at Hemni. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Kelly Marie Davis Foster. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Paul Bartlett Parsons Jr. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And Lord, we pray for all of the thousands of folks who have sent in prayer requests you know who they are and you know their needs even now and we pray Lord for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings upon them all and help them to continue to pray and help us to continue to pray with them we pray these same blessings upon a few by name we pray for Pastor Rushibi uh, please supply for the orphan children's school fees as they return to school. We pray for Patrick. Please remove all anger and bad thoughts from him for all angry people to leave justice in your hands. We pray for Linda. Please help Alex with Sean, his biological mother, and her husband, Chris. Save them all, bless them all, lead God, and direct them all in the way that you want them to go. We also pray for the people who have heard the gospel preached through this ministry and have gotten saved. We pray for Henry, we pray for Samson, we pray for Blanca, we pray for Charles, and we pray for Danson. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives through the preaching of your word, through this ministry. We pray for Melissa, Angel, Terrell Ann, Bahizi, Ethelin and all others as well. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us today and you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, may I encourage you to believe in him today so that you will not end up going to that awful place called hell where the fire is never quenched, Jesus said, and so that you can go to heaven when you die 
and be a part of the divine reset that God has planned. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, in hell, but have everlasting life. The reason why Jesus Christ said believe in him is because you are a sinner and I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. Joel Osteen is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. All men and all women, all boys and girls, all teenagers are sinners. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You say, well, what is sin? Sin is dishonoring God by taking his name in vain, lying on God, cursing with God's name. Have you ever done that? Adultery, having sex with somebody you're not married to. Have you ever done that? Dishonoring and disobeying your parents. Lusting after people and coveting what people have. Stealing, robbing, lying, these are sins. And that's just a few of the Ten Commandments. And I would venture to say, if you are of age, you have done them all. For the most part. But the Bible tells us that if we just break one law, one commandment, we break the whole commandment, the whole Ten Commandments. We break them all. And the Bible says also that the wages of sin is death. That means that because of your sins, and they are many, you will die. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die for your sins, because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell because of your sin. You need to understand that. Do not believe these lying preachers who tell you there's no hell, that you're not going to hell, and that everybody is going to go to heaven one day. That's not, that's not true. Jesus never said that. God never said that. Because of God's holiness and righteousness and justice, he can't do that. <clears throat> sin must be punished. Even in this wicked, sinful country of America, there's things that judges can't do. They can't, even though they may like you, they may laugh at some of the things you say in the courtroom. But if you broke the law, they, by law, have to do what needs to be done. <clears throat> and you may have to go to jail. In God's economy, you will go to hell if you do not believe, as Jesus Christ said, in him. Because Jesus Christ is the attorney who has never lost a case. A case, rather. And uh, because he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. And he was buried and he rose on the third day. 
he took your place. And he's the only one who could have taken your place because he was virgin born and he never sinned like you and me. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed. So John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. For God so loved the world, Jesus Christ said. That means he loves you. God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he gave up his only begotten son, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, to suffer, bleed, and die on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that word whosoever means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black, and white, we may not like each other down here on earth, that's sad, but it's true. But God likes you and God loves you. For whosoever shall call, or rather whosoever believeth in me, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so, dear friend, if you are ready to get saved from hell today, and uh, saved to heaven. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Pray with me the sinner's prayer, call on his name, and repeat after me phrase by phrase. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner for I have committed those sins that the preacher brought out. And as you know, Lord, I have committed many other sins as well. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you and I believe in your gospel. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to change and help me to turn from my evil life and ways and follow you in the new life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen.
Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, to grow in the faith, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my free book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you just believed in him. And so, read that book and it will give you the next steps of what you should do as a new Christian disciple. Please email us at dw3 at Daniel, uh, dw3 rather, at gospelightsociety.com or whatever email is on your platform. And let us know that you got saved, pardon me. And let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and so that we can send you some free materials to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, if you have prayer requests, if you're going through a difficult time and you want us to pray for you, Send in your prayer requests at that same email, dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, for God loves you, we love you. And may God bless you and keep you, is our prayer. Lord willing, I'll be back tonight. Uh, to preach God's word and uh, uh, according to the Lord's will let his will be done and as some have said down through the years if the creek don't rise until then pray without ceasing read and meditate on the word of God keep your mind heart and spirit in perfect peace uh, through God. God will keep your mind, heart, and spirit in perfect peace if you pray without ceasing and read his word and meditate on his word and obey his word. And uh, allow me to say to preachers, don't sit and just listen to me. You need to start your own church everyday devotional service. Make it a real service from your house, from your office, from the pulpit. Uh, and for your people. You say, uh, aren't you concerned about competition? I'm not concerned at all. The more the merrier. You just make sure you're saved and make sure you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Because, well, what am I saying? You're not going to do it unless you're saved and filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, your families, families in your church, they need this. And they need it. They need to hear it from you. You need to preach the word, the whole counsel of God, and you need to preach the gospel every day from now on until you see Jesus.
that's how bad we have uh, allowed the situation to get in the church and thus in the world so go ahead and give yourself to prayer preacher and to the ministry of the word uh, stop doing everything else and you do that first and then you can go to the golf course and I guarantee you you'll enjoy yourself more if you put God first and put his word first and your people first over you and what you want so God bless you dear friends until next time let's pray Holy Father God in heaven we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we praise you and we thank you for what you have done and for what you're doing and for what uh, you will do help us to indeed pray without ceasing help us to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you keep us Lord therefore in perfect peace in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake amen God bless you dear friends until next time